All right, Brian. So we've talked a lot about context and things and being in context and, you know, getting through stuff and doing stuff and keep doing more stuff, right? But Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but here's where I'm going with that is that sometimes you just shouldn't do stuff. You should just take it easy, be bored a little bit, kind of let your mind and your body rest, right? Yes. It's a lost art, especially now when there's constant distraction or novelty that you can find just a, a tap yeah. away from yeah. your phone. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit, and we, we've talked about this before, but let's talk about the necessity of boredom, huh? Part two today on Curiosity Continuum. everybody this is josh and this is brian welcome to the podcast for curiosity continuum curiosity continuum is an industry innovating non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation we are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century we combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative thoughtful diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. We have an episode from back in the day called The Necessity of Boredom. And it was something where we actually uh, talked about how our childhood was. It doesn't make it sound terribly intriguing when we say we were <laughs> bored a lot. But... Right. But everybody has those stretches. I think what happens when you have boredom like displayed now in in things like on online, it is like a fifteen second caricature of like how bored you are. It doesn't actually like capture the emotion that happens across three hours of time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, correct? Yeah. And sometimes I think we're we're missing as a society that it's okay to just have that moment of rest, right? where you do have that three hours of maybe unstructured time or time that you're just sitting there watching TV or, I mean, many people don't watch TV anymore like that, but, or browsing YouTube or just doing something non quote unquote productive. Right, Brian? Yeah. You'll probably find your way into something innovative or right. something that is actually beneficial to you. It makes it sound like, you know, you're signing up to do like something training one oh one. But my son, actually, we've kind of had like a, a slow month with media, which has been good. And he's been drawing a lot more. And in fact, some of his classmates have seen his drawings like, hey, could you draw that on my shoes? And he's been sure. kind of exploring his drawing style. It's called pen and paper. Right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything that doesn't require it of you. But he came to me because that outlet for that, like his normal entertainment was gone. And he's like, I'm bored. I'm like, Okay. And I just let it sit there just like that. And he's like, so what do I do? I said, you'll figure you, something You missed out. the ultimate dad joke. You said, well, I'm dad. How are you, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Some days I probably would do that. Yeah. <laughs> today, today I can't do that. He found something to do because it required his brain to engage. Right. You know, here's the thing. Like when your brain's not engaged, you actually don't 
I'm sorry, when you actually disengage your brain, it'll re-engage in another way. Like it's really hard for your brain just to stay idle. Now, boredom is different than idleness because if you're bored, it means that there's nothing that's kind of like tickling your fancy and your brain may try to find something, right? Maybe it's like a, a distraction like TV or it's something where you go and you do something different. But honestly, some of the best aha moments happen when you're not actively looking at a problem. Sure. So I, I really want to like talk about this a little bit because I think it's really engaging the more creative part of your brain, uh, the not so analytical portion. Because when you turn off that, like, I'm going to do this in this specific way, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I have to do this, this, and this, you're, like you said, your brain finds different like roundabout ways because your brain is always trying to solve problems whether you're conscious of it or not. And I always found that like even creative people, when they're not trying to be creative is when they're the most creative. Analytical people usually will come up, they'll solve a problem that they've been having for weeks when they're not thinking about the problem. And that's just, that's how your body and your brain work. And so if you don't give it that time to a lot of people, you know, when you're sleeping, this happens. Like if you are having a problem and you go to bed, that's why the term sleep on it is so, in, you know, it's like really apt because it works. Um, you get up and you're like, oh, I know how to do that now. Because while you were sleeping, your brain's figuring out how to solve this problem, right? So yes. I think it's important to realize that, that sometimes the, you know, just, you know, the brick method of just hitting it over and over isn't going to work. Sometimes you just have to like relax, let it go a little bit. Um, I know some people take this to the extreme. I've done that too, where I'm like, ah, I'm not doing that. I'm very procrastinating. And I'm like, I'll do that later. Right <laughs> now that's an extreme on that, which you shouldn't always do, but you, it's all about moderating what you're doing and when you're doing it and how you're doing it. It leaves time also for relationships and friendships. Sure. There's so many times when you maybe just need to drop in on somebody and something that I've always done, and I think it was more, I don't know if it was necessarily because I knew how busy my life was going to get, but I actually planned like certain times of down where I wasn't necessarily like planned to do something. Sure. And so you'd find something to do at home, but then sometimes like a friend had a need. And I've noticed that more and more people have been so planned. It's like, great, let's get together. Okay, how does next month look? And now sometimes that's just the nature of the beast. But oftentimes it's because we packed our schedule so tight. Like we feel like we're being better. And I say better, I say that very generally in an overall sense. Because you could say, well. Yeah, if you're busy, you're doing something, right? And if you're doing something, you're moving the ball forward. And so I think people think if they pack their whole day with stuff, then they're just, they're always being productive, right? Which is, it's in reality, not, not the way it happens. No, and you start to make decisions that probably aren't optimal. It doesn't mean that like, you're making outright terrible decisions, but there's a reason why people have like, if you look at some of the most successful people in the world, like uh, they have a routine that's set. They have those moments where they can read quietly, they can meditate, they have devotional or whatever like that, a prayer time. And it's just that time for them to kind of get their mind right for the day or it's the wind down ritual that they have at night. It's something that kind of gets them in a place where they don't have to engage this way they have to, you know? It's like that rock in the river. Right. Like stream just goes around it, right? The flow goes around. So they're yeah. And if sometimes it's it's more beneficial to be like 
not the rock in the river, but to be on top of the water and just kind of navigating the, 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 the currents, right? So, I mean, there's not, there's, there are times it's okay to be that rock because sometimes you just got to stand and say, okay, I'm doing it this way, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you don't. I mean, there's an optimal way to figure something out. Or if you just solved a big problem or if you just did a big thing, why wouldn't you want to take a little break, right? And just kind of like zone out for a while. Like I know people think- that actually do that. Like they'll be like, okay, I've got this huge project at work. I'm working on I'm not going to go to the next project right away. I'm going to take a day off, you know? There's, um, I think like for me, who I'm, I'm very achievement driven just by my, my wiring and things that if I say, okay, I got through this and I'll go, okay, then I can go ahead and start the next thing. And that's usually my general tack. Although what happens sometimes is that I don't give myself enough margin to just have those, those moments of inspiration. And so what I started to do, even like with meeting schedules now is like I put maybe like a 15 minute gap in between and people sure. say, well, why is your schedule back to back to back to back to back? And some days, honestly it is, but those moments allow me just to like take a breath. I'm just going to chill for a minute. Right. It kind of is the, the reset now boredom and rest. Sometimes we, we've kind of talked about both things on this particular episode. Right. Boredom though, it, boredom and rest are not synonymous. They sometimes rest is very planned or it's even Rest would be something like almost like what you would use in the fitness world, like active recovery. Like I didn't hit the weights today, but I took a long walk, you know, and that's restful. That's something that your body's kind of reengaging. It doesn't mean that you're bored. When we talk about boredom and we say in the old saying that necess- or boredom is the mother of invention, it's because you're trying to solve that problem. Like Josh said, I had a question for you, Josh, on that, because I know you and I have talked about how we dream over mm-hmm. the course of our friendship. In my adult life, I remember dreams less. Yeah. And the times they pop up or when I have really big life decisions to make or there's something looming on the horizon, they don't make sense. It's not like I, I have these dreams where and this epiphanous moment where it laid out the five-year <laughs> plan. <laughs> it's really not my dreams. They're, they're pretty random and they make less sense the more I'm awake the next morning. But for you, how have your dreams changed over time? Because if you're processing those things while you're sleeping, like what types of things are you trying to process through while you sleep these days? I mean, honestly, like being an adult, I think as I've gotten older, when I do have stressors in my daily life, I do have more dreams about like stress related dreams, you know, like I'm late for work or um, something like embarrassing happens to me, you know. And I, I can't control it. Uh, I've also noticed as I get older, dreams are more about the feelings I have and less about um, like an event. So I'll wake up and I'll have like this feeling of like fear or hmm. like dread or happiness or sadness or something. And more often than not, they're I would consider them negative feelings, maybe like people would consider them negative feelings. But I realize that that's like something I'm working through, you know, like anxiety is a big thing for me. And I get a, I have a lot of dreams, I think, that are driven by anxiety. And when I wake up, I'm very anxious. Like I'll get up and walk around the house. I'll go get some water, go to the bathroom. I'll check all the doors because <laughs> I'm always like, like, oh, maybe I left something open, you know, or whatever. But I just realized that that's just like my process. And as I've gotten older and they're happening, honestly, they happen in cycles, you know, throughout the year. I think it's certain times of the year when 
like for example, like we've got something big going on or I've got something big going on at work that that's when it kind of happens more and I remember it more. But it's like it's it is very different than when I was young. When I was young, it was about like, you know, just like super like usually things I didn't understand or very fearful things, you know, Mm. like a nightmare, you know. Do you find that if you've had the block of boredom in a day that you dream less or more? Honestly, I I do dream. I've I've noticed like when I had a bunch of days off and I was actually bored because I couldn't do anything, go anywhere that I did dream more. And I dreamt hmm. more about things that were like more every day, like me going to work, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you dreamt about going to work? I have dreamt about going. I have dreamt, uh, like I have the weirdest dreams sometimes. Like I have dreams that um, I wake up and I'm late for work and then I just go to work. And my I've had dreams where I do like my whole work day. <laughs> oh, man. And then I get up and then it's like, oh, it's only 6.30, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had dreams too where that, it's like makes no sense. You know, there's there's like in my house now, but my house when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. things like that, like where it's like all this amalgamation of things happening. And it's just it makes sense in the dream. But when you think back on it, it's like it's like total nonsense. I think with that boredom will be scary to people because you don't have something to preoccupy yourself with. And sure. so it really becomes a self-reflection exercise. Those quiet rest moments that may be called boredom, that really may be called rest. Because there's like uh, rejuvenating things that people do, even though that there is something kind of on the agenda to like go do or attend or something. But boredom is different because now you're faced with life. You're faced with those things you didn't want to look at or you didn't have time to process. And sometimes people don't want to deal with it and so they keep themselves in perpetual motion right say so i'm not bored now some of it too as we go through life the brain nowadays is trying to say hey i want perpetual novelty and it's harder and harder to hit that we've lost the art of being bored because we've continually fed ourselves like the upper of novelty and there's a lot of like low is it low dopamine activities or something like that where it's like those are actually needed things. Those are things like art. Those are things like maybe listening to music. Yeah. Harder to get into the flow, but very useful for people to go away and feel inspired. Well, because it's replenishing that, right? And I think, like we've talked about this before, but we're in this like moment now where people are trying to change like the very nature of being people. And like we haven't, you know, that's all this stuff, the cell phone, this tech is all very new. I mean, it's only happened in the last, you know, 25 or 30 years, right? So we can't just all of a sudden change, like like our biological reality that we need time sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we need the boredom. We need the rest. We need stuff not to make sense sometimes. And because, so, yeah. yeah, because that's how we are. That's how people are. We sometimes, I think with that, you know, I think about we, we worship at the altar of efficiency. We sacrifice ourselves for being oh, sure. effective people. And, and look at, uh, I'm going to just take one industry that does this, and that's the medical profession. Like when, like when a doctor is training to be a doctor in their residence, they get praised for working, you know, 48 hours straight and not taking any time off. But like I always thought to myself, isn't that the very antithesis of what you want a doctor to be? Yeah. Like, 
like, don't you want that person that's doing the surgery on you or <laughs> to be rest rested yes. and calm instead of like doped up on caffeine and whatever else that they might be taking to just keep to, them awake to yeah. keep them awake through the day. I mean, and that's the kind of things I think that we need to like really address as, as not only as a societal level, but a global level. And what is important? Like, is it important to work, you know, 72 hours straight and then get four days off? Or is it important to maybe space that out a little bit and give yourself room to breathe and just be a human being, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Now, I'm not saying there's times when you, there's sometimes you just can't do that. Like if there was a, a you know, a tragic event, an emergency or whatever, you just might have to be going, right? But then take the time. You got to take the time. Otherwise, the time kind of takes you, you know? <laughs> like mm-hmm. your body will just be like, and I know Brian and I both hit this, or at certain points where we're just like, I just can't do it anymore. Like I need, I need a day or two. And so I think that a lot of people are on the verge of that and they might not even know it, you know? I think this episode has kind of become more about um, the necessity of breaking up your normal flow. That's not, sure. not, not necessarily a uh, nice t- sounding title <laughs> per se. Right. But it's really like the, the, uh, you know, triumvirate of boredom, rest and, and, um, rejuvenation. Well, and that's what these episodes are supposed to be, right? They were not re-riffing on the topic we did before, but they were a continuation of the topic and how it's evolved. Yeah. So I think that that's fair, that that's just probably how this topic has evolved, especially with our kind of post-pandemic society that we're in right now. Let's what do put you a comma here. Let's, let's yeah. put a comma here, Josh. Yeah, let's do it. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Thank you.